God. And in that, there was sickness and disease and poverty, lack and debt. And we can't, by, just by following the law or our own efforts, we had no ability to overcome that. So he died a sacrificial lamb on that cross to redeem us from that. And so when he redeemed us, he not only put us in right standing with God, but he redeemed us from the curse of sickness and disease and poverty, lack, and debt because he wants us blessed. He wants a blessed people that can be a blessing. And so as we, you understand that as you, as you show your tithes, your offerings, it isn't that he wants us to be poor. He wants, that's an ability that he's giving us to help implement his will on the earth. So as we receive this morning's tithes and offerings, just realize that he wants you blessed. He wants me blessed so that we can be a blessing. Ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, don't listen to the preacher. Listen to the Holy Spirit speak through the preacher. Amen. You know, the, the thing is, after being here, how many years, my Lord, I'm losing track. Since 83... You can become familiar with somebody. My family can become familiar with me. I can become familiar with them. You can become familiar with me. I can become familiar with you. And so you have to guard against familiarity because familiarity breeds contempt. Think about that. You become too familiar. Oh, that's just Pastor Mike. Amen? You're awful quiet in this Lutheran church. Amen. Look in your uh, Bibles today to Malachi or Malachi. Whatever you want to say. Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. The last few weeks God has uh, dealt with me. I'm 65 years old. Say, boy, you look good. You know, and you get, you get, as you get older in, in the Lord, you think, 
Well, I do know a few things. Right, Mike? You know a few things. Then you get to the point where you think, Dear Jesus, I don't know anything. But you know what? That's a good place to be. Because if you think you know it all, you're never going to be teachable. You're never going to change. You're never going to learn anything new. So, the today and you know we we, we started last week sharing some things and and this week let me read this statement. In this hour, every believer. Let me see the hands of every believer. In this hour, every believer must yield to the refining and purifying work of Jesus Christ. If he or she is going to mature and become a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the Master and prepared for every good work. Let me say that once more. In this hour, every believer must yield to the refining and purifying work of Jesus Christ. If he or she is going to mature and become a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the Master, and prepared for every good work. Now, why did Jesus Christ come as we come into Palm Sunday and, and Good Friday and Easter? Why did Jesus come to planet Earth? <laughs> you're answering him before I ask you. God bless you. You're... you're you're activated. The believers are activated today. This was the mission of Jesus Christ. And I'll, I'll give it to you and I'll read the Scripture. Number one, to do God's will. Say, do God's will. John 6.38, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. Number two, save sinners. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost, Luke 19.10. Number three, to destroy Satan's works. Destroy, say it, destroy Satan's work. 1 John 3, verse 8 says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that He might destroy the works of the devil. Number four, say it with me, fulfill the Old Testament. Matthew 5.17, Do not think that I came to destroy this law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. And number five, we all know this, give life. Say give life. John 10.10, For the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So, in a nutshell, that's why he came, but there's one more. And you could probably find some more, but I'm going to give you one today. And this is what we're going to concentrate on today and, and next week. Jesus Christ came as a refiner and purifier of His people. Jesus Christ came to planet earth as a refiner and purifier of His people. Let's read in, in Malachi chapter 3, the first three verses. It says, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to this temple, his temple, even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? 
For he is like a refiner's fire and like a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. We're going to talk about your responsibility as a believer, my responsibility as a believer, in regards to becoming a refined and purified vessel. Say refined and purified vessel. We're going to talk about your body today, which is a vessel. Amen? Why is it so important that you understand that your body, which is the temple of the Holy Ghost, is a vessel? Because we represent the kingdom of God. We represent the Most High God. Amen? So we have a responsibility to maintain this vessel. Many, now listen, many people want God to use them. How many have ever asked God to use you? But many people will refuse the refining and purifying work of God. They want to be used by God. Oh, Father, use me. I want my gifts to be used by you in these last days to glorify Jesus. And that's wonderful and commendable. But if you and I do not allow God to work on our individual hearts and purify our hearts, what good are we? To the world. Amen? So you and I have to allow God, Jesus Christ, to work in our hearts, purify and refine our hearts. Brenda Kuhneman says this, I like this for my devotional, I want to read it to you. We cannot serve and work for the Lord on our own terms. Let that sink in. We cannot work or serve the Lord on our own terms. Where necessary, we need to let Him adjust things like our methods, our character, our manners, and much more. Many people have powerful gifts. Now listen. This, is a, this will be a good time for you to say, ouch. Everyone say, ouch. Many people have powerful gifts, but if they lack the etiquette to treat people correctly, their gift becomes stunted. It can't reach its fullest, fullest potential. Your, your gift and my gift can't reach the fullest potential until other areas of our life that complement that gift are improved. Let me say it again. We cannot serve and work for the Lord on our own terms. Where necessary, we need to let Him adjust things like our methods, our character, our manners, and more. Many people have powerful gifts, but if they lack the etiquette to treat people correctly... Their gift becomes stunted. It can't reach its fullest potential until other areas that complement that gift are improved. How many of you 
have areas in your life. I don't know if I'm coming back here. Listen, you need messages like this. I need messages like this. But how many of you have areas in your life you might have some character flaws? Maybe you need to be adjusted. How many have ever been to a chiropractor? I have. My son's one. He wants to crack me, my wife, my kids, my, my other son. He'll, he'll crack you. Caleb wants everybody to lay down on the ground, and he gets on, and he just loves to hear the crack. But you know, after, after you've ever been to a chiropractor and he adjusts you after a while, you feel better. That's what today's all about. Amen? Jesus Christ came to make some adjustments on planet Earth. And we all cry out, I'm part of the remnant. I'm part of the remnant. <laughs> well, the remnant's the one that goes through the fire. And if you think we're going to experience revival without you and I going through the fire, it's not going to happen. Look at Psalm 66. Psalm 66. I'm a type A personality. How many of you know your, your personalities? How many type A's here? What's a type A? Get out of my way. I'm coming through. How many of you are real laid back? How many of you don't even know you're here today? Twelve hands came up. I'm a type A. When I go get my senior coffee at McDonald's, Mitch, I'm first. I will. I come down the road, and if I see someone coming up off of 13th on that rounded curve of going into McDonald's, I beat them. It's my goal every morning to beat whoever. And if somebody gets ahead of me, I'm not happy. And I start grumbling. Then I come up to the and there's just one. There's always one that works there. And it's like this. It's a guy. I'll give you that much. It's a guy. You can all go tomorrow morning and find out. Yeah, after I... Thank you, Bobby. And he stands there. Hand, and he hand, he, you take, give him the money, and he just looks like this. Then this is, what, this is what he does. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. <laughs> One of these days, I just, it just grates me. I want to go in and say, who hired you? I want somebody to say, have a great day. There's one gal at Hy-Vee Gas. I don't buy donuts at McDonald's. I know where to go to get donuts. Trust me. And she is the nicest. She, how many? Some of you ever go into high V gas, sweetie? Anybody call you sweetie when you go in there, honey? She's a sweetie. 
she knows how to treat people. Amen. I got to find my McDonald's here. I'm sorry. Psalm 66, 10, it says, For you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. Now, some of you might feel like this is you. I'm describing you today. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You've caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Now, get that. You what? Went through. Went through fire. Through water. But you brought us out to rich fulfillment or abundance. You want the abundance? You want the blessings of God? Then you're going to have to go through the fire. God's refining fire will expose impurities and character flaws. Now, if you're here today and you don't have any, Gosh, meet me after service and pray for me. God's refining fire will expose impurities and character flaws. Listen, you and I are to meet His standard, not ours. We must meet God's standard, not our standard. This church, this preacher, in this hour, is going through the fire. And if the pastor goes through it, you think the sheep are going to escape it? Not if you're going to follow the shepherd. Well, I've been through the fire. I don't want to go through it. Well, nobody wants to go through the fire. It sucks. But it's necessary. If we're going to mature... If we're going to bear fruit for Him. Listen to this scripture. It says, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, why do you think you and I should be tested and tried and purified? Because we've been entrusted with the gospel. See, I've been entrusted with the gospel. See, it's God who tests our hearts. He knows our hearts. He knows when I'm going to freak out at McDonald's. Reach through the window and grab the guy and say, say something nicer to me. He knows I'm going to do that. But see, he puts us through the tests and the trials and the purification process because we need to discover areas in our life. Because sometimes we're just stupid. Sometimes you and I are just insensitive and don't have a clue, just like my wife tells me all the time. Why are you laughing, Zach? Because you know her, don't you?
The Message Bible says it this way, God tested us thoroughly to make sure we were qualified to be trusted with this message. Let me read it to you. Don't turn there for the sake of time. I'll go a little while, then I'll just unhook and we'll pick up next week. Let me read to you Hebrews chapter 12. This is the message translation. It says, In this all-out match against sin, others have suffered far worse than you. To say nothing of what Jesus went through, all that bloodshed. So don't feel sorry for yourselves. Or have you forgotten how good parents treat children and that God regards you as His children? My dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline, but don't be crushed by it either. If it's the child He loves that He disciplines. It's the child that He loves that He disciplines. This is crazy. I'm picking picking on Caleb. Where's Caleb at? That kid can remember each time I either spanked him or yanked him around. Two, three, four years old. We were last night. He was telling me. I remember when we were at Long John Silver's and you grabbed my arm and bub 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 bub. I would just want to say, get over it. <laughs> Amen. My dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline, but don't be crushed by it either. If the, it's the child he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces, he also corrects. God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. He's treating you as dear children. This trouble you're in isn't punishment. That's important. Right now, if you're going through the fire, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God, our Heavenly Father, does not hate us or carry a big stick or condemn us when we, when we mess up. And we're all going to mess up at times. It, he, he disciplines and corrects us because He loves us. This trouble you're in isn't punishment, it's training. The normal experience of children, only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. I use Bobby. He's sitting down in jail right now at the pen for a few months. But you know what he had? He didn't have the parents that he should have had. He's got a good mama. But his natural father just dumped him out by Vegas in the desert when he was how old? Thirteen. And you'll wonder why he struggles. He didn't get the love and the correction and the correct discipline that he should have. Thank God he's born again. Filled with the precious Spirit of God. He's learning. He's going to get it. Amen. Would you prefer an irresponsible God? We respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. So why not embrace God's training so we can truly live? While we were children, our parents did what seemed best to them. And parents, listen, if you're a parent, you're never going to be perfect. So quit trying to be perfect. You're going to mess up. But God is doing what is best for us, training us to live God's holy best. At the time, discipline isn't much fun. It always feels like it's going against the grain. Later, of course, it pays off handsomely. For it's the well-trained 
who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. It's the well-trained. You and I need to be what? Well-trained. Listen to these statements. As I look and see what time it is. Oh, we got another two hours. All the visitors are going. <sighs> Listen to these statements. These are so good. If you're going out in ministry to bless others, you're going to have to correct yourself. If you and I are going out and we think we're going to minister to other people, then you and I are going to have to correct ourselves on a daily, hourly basis. It means you and I are going to have to correct our thoughts. We're going to have to correct our flesh because our flesh is going to want to act out. Amen? You and I are going to have to correct our vocabulary. Here's another one. This is, this is the one that... may I'll skip it because I don't like it either. I'll just skip it. Should I skip it? Can you handle it? When you get so used to living with your problems and hang-ups that you lose your desire to overcome them, the enemy has you exactly where he wants you. Let me read it again. When you get so used to living with your problems and hang-ups that you lose your desire to overcome them, the enemy has you exactly where he wants you. Here's another one, one more. Accepting responsibility before God is how you alleviate your, your guilty discouragement and distress or stress. Accepting responsibility before God is how you alleviate your guilty discouragement and stress. So if you're discouraged, I use this word, but you'll get it. Your butt hurt. you're stressed out, then take responsibility for it and do something about it. Aren't you glad? I'm not here to be popular. Because messages like this, they're not popular messages. You can go to a church and shake a tambourine and bang a drum and shout from the rooftops. But if you don't have your character refined and purified, you're no good. I sure hope my pastor gets through the fire. That launderer's soap cleans him up because I, I don't want to listen to the messages like this anymore. <laughs> if you're going to do anything for God in these last days, you better. You might, why not get it now? Why not listen now? Why not be a doer of the Word now instead of later? I'll do one more and then we'll quit. I want to, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up next week, but this is what I want you to see, what kind of vessel you are. 
Ask yourself, what kind of vessel am I? What kind of container are you? What kind of temple are you? Look at 2 Corinthians 4.7. We'll do one and then I'll, then I'll quit. What kind of vessel are you? Say this with me. I'm a vessel full of treasure. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. The Apostle Paul states, but we have this what? Treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. What kind of treasure is it? It's glorious treasure. But what kind of temple is this? (laughs) For years since I was a teenager, I loved to find treasure. I dug bottles. I looked for antiques even when I was young. I just, just had something in me wanted to go out and, you know, what's the show on that they make fun? I don't watch it anymore because I don't think they found the treasure. Oak Island? But there's just something about looking for treasure. Amen? Some of you don't. Some of you go to garage sales. Same thing, same principle. You're looking for a good buy. But you need to understand, as born-again children of God, we have the greatest treasure in the whole universe right on the inside of us. Rick Renner says it this way, we possess treasure within ourselves. And not only do we possess treasure, but our easily broken, inferior, temporary bodies are themselves the treasure chambers where this astonishing cash is kept. You and I are the hiding place for God's greatest treasure, the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. And we have these, this treasure in earthen vessels. Amen? We came from the dust, folks. And they're inferior vessels But we have Jesus on the inside. It's an hour, folks. Let's stand up, would you, please? We're living in an hour. When when Rich, you're flying and you get off course, what do you got to do? Correct course. How many of you need to correct your course today? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank You for the Word of God that's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. We thank You that it's the Word that brings enlightenment, illumination, and understanding of where we're at And what we need to do. 
Lord, you've showed me. Now, I'm asking that you reveal and show everyone here today where they're at, what they need to go, need to do in order to move forward in the days ahead. Only you can do that, Holy Spirit. Only you, Holy Spirit, can shine that light and reveal to us those things that we need to adjust and change, whether it's how we treat people, it's how we behave when we're in the workplace, It's how we treat our family. I thank You today, Holy Spirit. We love You. And You're not only the one that that will help bring correction and convict us of our sin, but You show us the way out. And Your Word states if we confess our sins, You are faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us, purify us from all unrighteousness. So Holy Spirit, speak to everyone here in this room today. We thank You that we are Your workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which You prepared in advance for us to do. We're Your workmanship. And so, Lord, we say today, say this with me, finish the good work that You've begun in me. In Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm not going to take a long time. But if you're here today and you've never asked Jesus Christ into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior, The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Salvation is a free gift. You can't earn it by being a good person, by belonging to a church or a denomination. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to the Father except through personal relationship with Jesus Christ. By grace you are saved through faith. It's not of works lest any man should boast. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Mike, I want that treasure on the inside of me. I want to know Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior. I'm not here to embarrass you, but I'm here to tell you the way to the Father. And Jesus said He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. If you're here today, I just want you to slip your hand up and say, Pastor Mike, I want you to pray for me. I want to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior today. Like I said, I'm not going to take a long time. Maybe everyone here, I believe, is born again, and that's, that's good. Because the Bible uses the... Jesus said you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Amen? Okay, I see no hands. Look up. How many here today would say, Pastor Mike, I heard you today. That's all I'm asking, that your heart be open and receptive. 
One other thing, if you need prayer for your physical body, if you're here today and you're sick, I don't want you to leave sick. It's not God's will for you and I to be sick. Amen? Just That's fine if there's just a couple. All I can tell you what to do, too, if you're dealing with your physical body, if you're dealing with the spirit of infirmity on a regular basis, probably one of the best things you can do, and this is what I do every day, is meditate in healing scriptures. Listen, every one of us, we're human beings. These are frail vessels, containers. But you've got to renew your mind. I have to renew my mind every day that Jesus wants me to live a healthy life. Amen. So extend your hands to this people and let's pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, you said we could pray for the sick and they'd recover. I take our authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Not only Lord and Savior, but healer, the great physician. I thank you, Lord. We, we release that healing anointing. We say infirmity is bound. In the name of Jesus, and healing is loosed in Jesus' name. Father, we take authority and bind all infirmity, and we say, Lord God, her heart is open, her mind is open and receptive to the truth of God's Word that you sent Jesus to heal her and deliver her in the name of Jesus. What's her name? Father, I'm in agreement, Lord, with Timothy, Lord, for Tiffany in the name of Jesus and that baby. I bind all infirmity and I speak grace to the mountain. I command that baby be made whole in the name of Jesus. I take authority over all fear and loose healing, health, and strength into that baby in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. I take authority to bind all infirmity and loose healing, health, strength in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I needed that. Amen. Anything else? God bless you. Go out and hope the sun's shining. Spend some time outdoors. Restore your soul. God bless you. Have a good week.